if I want to make a comparison of Steph Papadakis with today's motorsports, and Statman looked at me funny, Crasher looked at me funny when I said this, Steph Papadakis is like the, the new age Jack Roush, Hen Rick Hendrick, Doug Yates in motorsports, in, in power to weight ratio, in the development of the engine, development of chassis. What you've done is sport compact drags, sport compacts, drifting, bro, the championships. Don't discount what you've done, Steph Papadakis. Welcome to Freak Nation. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. Like, yeah, thanks for having me. I mean, we're at the PRI show. I just love looking for new parts for our cars and getting inspired from the builds and stuff. I don't care about that. The comparisons oh, that I made, <laughs> the comparisons that I made with those individuals that have meant so much to the automotive industry and the motorsports, motorsports. you're like the, the new age Roush. Yeah. Yates, Hendricks in the development of Sport Compact. Would you agree? Yeah, I, I so uh, honestly, I don't know a lot about those guys' history because we started like this different kind of refreshed hot rod thing that we were doing, you know, in the 90s and early 2000s. And we're off doing front wheel drive drag racing and turbocharging four wheel drive, front wheel drive. Uh, we're turbocharging, you know, four cylinder engines and kind of blazing a trail a bit on that end. And the, um, and I don't know, it's weird. We weren't looking back at all the V8 stuff. We weren't really accepted at that time. And I, I, I guess you are comparing me to those guys, but unfortunately <laughs> I just, I mean, I know the, their names, In an but I, I can't think of what those guys were doing so, wait back a then. I, you, yeah, not I to disrespect, I'm, but I don't, like, hear, I, I don't want to hear that. I'm, I'm cutting you off here for, on purpose. Yeah. I don't want to hear that. Cause you, you go to work every day with Toyota as your support. Toyota doesn't deal with anybody. Yeah. Toyota deals with winners and champions and legends. How did that, so you gotta come at it from that angle. I don't wanna hear the modesty. I wanna hear the I wanna hear the stuff you used to tell me in the pits when you were talking about everybody else. Yeah. Um <laughs> is that a question? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a question. He so, wants you look, to brag. I, I'm flattered. Look, I'm flattered. Um, I mean, I, I don't. <laughs> He's turning red. He's embarrassed. <laughs> Steph, I, you know, I, come on. I think I'm just a passionate dude that likes to go racing and yes. likes to, you know, I like series that the, the rule book is really thin. And uh, <laughs> so we can build these cars and build these engines without a lot of, you know, we can blaze a trail. And um, so right now we, we do the drifting with Formula Drift and we run a Mark V Supra and we run this inline six cylinder engine that makes, you know, 1200 horsepower. It's the this new style B58. And it's, and we were able to get into that engine early before right. people were modifying it. So it was an engine that no one had seen in, inside, including myself. And we committed to like making a thousand horsepower with it out of a three liter and we now, filmed the whole wait, series for, oh, here we for go. YouTube. Now, wait a minute. We've known each other a long time, dude. You're also the guy that put a NASCAR engine in a Scion yeah. and won two straight championships. The first guy to win two straight in uh, Formula D drifting. And now the commercial that we see for Toyota, that's your that's your car in there, that little yellow thing that's drifting around in it. Isn't that you? Yeah, that's 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 all us. I don't drive much anymore, but we build the cars. Okay, let's get to the meat of it. <laughs> yeah. When Crasher and I were doing sport compact drags for ESPN and NHRA, 
you guys were booed when you would show up for an exhibition or for a points race. What is this? A hundred eighty-three, a thousand horsepower front end. You're gonna. They would go, "Boo! You suck!" You and then, woo, two hundred miles an hour. Like, oh yeah. People did not accept front end Hondas in drag racing. Steph. Yeah, I mean, look, we we were doing our thing, and I think now, after you know, twenty years later, you've seen a a, a huge shift into what you know kids are into. You know, whether it's video games or turbocharged, smaller displacement engines, even the, the front wheel drive drag racing Hondas is still huge right now. And you're seeing drift coming up and become really popular. And there's a bunch of like video games where kids are drifting on iPads and everything. And then you're seeing, a, I think a bit of a decline in, in the world of like NHRA and that, that mm -hmm. traditional legacy motorsport, including NHRA or including NASCAR. And, um, you know, they may have been booing us, but the fact of the matter is, I think there was a, a shift happening in motorsport and uh and a lot of people didn't see it coming and now it's really you know you walk the floor as a pri here and you see way more smaller engine turbocharged products there's a lot less dirt track a lot less nascar and um you know for better or worse i think that's that's happening not not to discount you know traditional drag racing is big but but it, there's a lot more than just the legacy stuff nowadays and, mm -hmm. and i guess you know my friends and i were you know, at that ground level, you know, working from the street level, you know, moving on to some of the tracks where initially we were getting booed. And um, and uh, I think we're definitely a part of the motorsport and the automotive aftermarket s solidified at this point. And, you know, I'm, I'm flattered with the stats you guys put up there. Um, but we were just, you know, following a passion and doing something that we want to do something different. Like, you know, I didn't grow up in a household where I had a dad that was building V8s in the garage. You know, I had buddies that were my age that were, you know, teenagers in, in the 20s and we wanted to do something different that wasn't legacy. And, uh, you know, still still having fun doing that now. So drifting is kind of, people have come on board now. At the beginning, the people were like, ah, it's dance, ballroom dancing on, on pavement and all the other insanity that they used to say. Now it's being accepted. You're getting thousands of people, hundreds of thousands are watching you on streaming. That's gotta be easier for you to walk the, the room here and people know who you are and accept what you're doing. Yeah, and I think that, you know, after a little bit, some, a lot of folks realize that ballroom dancing with cars is really difficult. And um, it's some, you know, it's, you can have a really good show that doesn't necessarily have a checkered flag at the end. And uh, even till today, you know, like I'm still amazed at the driving that these guys are able to do with the cars that we build and uh, and the technology of these drift builds are to the point to where we're over a thousand horsepower. We're one of like the highest horsepower, you know, motorsports out there and we have to make them reliable to go, you know, throughout the weekend. And, and when you go and you see like it's like, you know, the, the, the burnout people love in the drag racing. But we're doing it dancing around the track and these guys are able to stay within inches and even, you know, touching each other. And I, I spot for Frederick Osborne, our driver, and I'm so I watch basically all of these events and, you know, crew chief for the car and everything. And what I'm still gets amazed. you off more? What gets you off more? 200 miles an hour down the drag strip, front end Honda or the ballroom dancing around Irwindale between three and four. <laughs> Which one did you just go? Yes. 
Dude, it's the engine side of it. I love I love building crazy engines. <laughs> and 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 we were like, how do we get 200 miles an hour out of these engines, these small displacement engines? And it was it was groundbreaking what we're doing with the fuel injection and like the amount of power that we were making per cubic inch or per liter. And that was really getting me off. Like we'd blow something up and then figure out how to fix it. And then we we'd do it like we we the thing would last till the end of the quarter mile and we'd get these new <laughs> records and like that was really exciting. And Toyota has to love you for that, right? Oh, because yeah. they they want to show that their small displacement engines can still perform and be accepted on the street from young people. Yeah, and that's what's amazing is with these modern engines, a lot of the stuff that they do to make them have less vibration and live longer and um, be more efficient, a lot of stuff actually really plays into making more horsepower. They have, you know, yeah. good valve train designs with high flowing heads and really well engineered cylinder heads and, and blocks to where we make a thousand horsepower out of a stock block and head out of a three liter engine, sometimes smaller, where you can take these modern, you know, V8s that are amazing, cool sounding deals, but they're blowing the things up at like 800 yeah. with way less horsepower per liter. And, and um, it, it's... It, it surprises me sometimes on how you can have these like modern, you know, V8 engines Same. that don't handle a thousand horsepower well. And you can have these three liter ones from from other companies that, that do really well. Um, yeah, I, I would think that the the traditional, you know, Chevys and Fords and all that stuff would make their engines and castings and stuff handle the aftermarket stuff better. but. Even till today, they, they don't necessarily do that. Listen, what Steph Papadakis means to the automotive world right now is immeasurable.